This is the Open to Alchemy podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Ivey. I'm so excited to have you here joining these conscious conversations about the transformation that's possible for all of us. My approach to spirituality has always been part woo and part work. So in this podcast, we talk about all the incredible spiritual modalities and add in a bunch of practical things that really make it fit into our lives. I can't wait for you to join me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I am so excited to be here with Susan Gonzalez. She is the owner and creator of Moon Organics, and I can't wait to hear all about her story, how she got into all of this incredible product making, and just her life as a solopreneur. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lauren, for having me on. Yeah, I'm super excited. So I would love if you could just start with a little bit of your story. Some of our other listeners might have heard it, but there definitely um, can be people that have not heard your incredible story of how you came to have this product. Sure. So back in 2005, first of all, let me back up. I've been a nurse since 1988. So I got my nursing degree and always was very much into healing, healing arts and you know, got my background there. So then in 2005, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, went through, you know, a year of treatment, surgeries, double mastectomy and everything that went with it. And in my recovery, I decided to look for alternative ways of, of healing myself. And this was a really strong calling that I had. And I I just kept reading different things and you know how one thing leads you to another. And so I got onto making my own skincare products because I looked at the ingredients and what I was using and what I was using was very unhealthy. There was a lot of preservatives. I was looking up all these chemicals and they were very, very harmful. And I don't know if you know, but it only takes 26 seconds for what you put on your skin to get into your bloodstream. And so we don't realize that, you know, we put on a nicotine patch or some people wear heart medication. That's a patch or an estrogen patch. And and we want that medicine to go into our bloodstream, but we don't realize that all of the other things we're putting on our bodies and our skin also is getting in there. And some of them are really very harmful, especially when done consistently on a daily basis. So I started playing around with different ingredients and I, the first thing I made was a a body moisturizing oil because going through chemo, your skin just gets so dry. And I made this and then I have five sisters and I, you know, let some of them try it. And everyone was like, oh, this is great. You should make more, you know, make me more, you should sell it. And then the idea kind of just started and I started doing more research and more reading. And I just created this company and the passion just grew. It just grew and grew. And I kept getting signals from the universe that I should just keep going. So I did. That's incredible. I want to dive into literally everything that you just talked about. (laughs) So first of all, the 26 second amount of time that it takes to go from your body into your bloodstream is incredible. I definitely have been aware and try to use organic or, you know, healthier products, but that is a legitimately scary 
speed at which things come into your body. And then in your healing journey, so it sounds like this was really born out of a place of need, but also matched with some sort of intuition that was coming in. Yes, definitely. And during this time, you know, when you go through facing death, a lot of times it, it forces you to look at your life and what are you doing? And, and reality becomes flipped and you start seeing things differently. And that's when my spiritual awakening started. And I started seeing things differently. I started doing more meditation. I started doing yoga. I started getting into a circle of friends that were supporting what I wanted to learn. And it felt good. It felt really, really good. And I just kept going with that. And, you know, being a nurse, I just, I want to help people. That's always been in my nature ever since I was a child. And I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help people, not just people that are going through chemo, but I'm going to try to educate people and try to give them options so that they can be healthier. That's incredible. I love that so much of this is this beautiful confluence of who you are, who you allowed yourself to grow into. It's sort of this beautiful combination. So I'm just honoring that in you because I think there's probably so many people listening. And of course, for me, who I always get the medicine I need when I do these interviews, that it it's not just being aware of it, but it also is a level of faith and courage and trust to take that next step. I imagine, you know, you didn't have it as your mindset originally that you're going to have this massive company with all these different products. It started with just looking for this one thing. So tell me about the body oil and how that just sort of spread and expanded. That was, like I said, that was the first thing I made. And shortly after that, I joined a farmer's market to sell my things here locally and I only had four products. So I had like, I had my, my table, my little table, and I had my four products. I had the body oil, I had a lip balm, I had a hand butter and deodorant. Those are my four original products. Um, still have every single product. I still make them the exact same way, same ingredients. I've changed the packaging. I'm now, you know, going into more sustainable packaging, but the, the formulation and the ingredients are still the same. So that's, that was kind of my, the, the starting lineup of the company. And how did you learn how to make these? Were you somebody that always had tinctured with things when you were younger? Were you big into cooking? How did you research all of that? Yeah, I've, I've always been a science nerd and I love science. I love like, how does this work and how can I make this better? And I just started reading books and taking courses I'm also a I'm certified clinical aromatherapist from, from a legitimate global company. I just kept reading and doing more research and, and, you know, trial and error. So I, I love like a mad chemist, you know, I was, I was in my kitchen mixing <laughs> stuff up and putting things together. Oh, I can't put this with this. It, it changes the consistency. And, you know, I, I have to be careful when I add this and preservatives, you know, working with natural preservatives, it's all very, very scientific and very chem, you know, it's very chemistry. I love chemistry, but I also turned to inspiration. So I don't know if you know who St. Hildegard is. She was a medieval saint. I call her a sorcerer. She wrote music. She was uh, an herbalist. She was a doctor. So she was a doctor to the Pope at the time. 
she was very outspoken, loved nature, and was just kind of a badass. <laughs> she was just Dane Hildegard, just like did her thing. And she was so creative. She had visions and she had visions and drew pictures. And they're actually now being scientifically proven that these images and, and paintings that she did were actually true. So just fascinating artwork wow. and music. And so she inspires me. I honor her by what I do. And, you know, when I get stuck, I, I ask for a little inspiration and she always comes through. <laughs> That's incredible. I have never heard of her. Saint Hildegard. Yes. Okay. I'm she was German. Okay. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. I love that you are able to incorporate and invoke something like that. I know people do that when they're like looking for keys or they have certain archangels or other things, but I love that you've expanded even further into somebody that really motivates and inspires you in such a specific way. Yeah, I, I came across her during a course, an herbalism course, and they mentioned her and immediately I felt, you know, that tingle that you get you're like oh yes wait a minute <laughs> who is this person and I want to know everything about them you know wow. so I just I just dove in I have all of her books she wrote books on healing and are you really sure that you're not her <laughs> maybe you know what I that would be that would be pretty cool I would love or to that you worked side by side with her I mean yes. that's what I'm feeling right away Wow. That, I, you know, I never thought of that, but that, I love that. I love that you said that. That's, that I'm honored. And boy, if that's true, I need to like rethink what I'm doing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, she had some very interesting recipes. She used unicorn hook in some of her re remedies, which I thought was interesting because everyone says unicorns don't exist. Well, why would she use a unicorn hook in her in her formulation if they didn't right. exist, right? Right, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and why would there be this mythical creature that we are all so attached to if there was no basis of remembering that they existed? Exactly, yeah. I mean, look at a narwhal, that, right. that exists. <laughs> Absolutely, all of the animals with the antlers and with the tusks, right. I mean, they're all to me look like they could be from the same family. Yeah. So how many products do you have now? I think I'm at 18 or 19. Wow. I just introduced a CBD oil for, for the face, not that you ingest, but for skincare, it's very, very specific. And I, you know, did a lot of research. This is all, you know, I'm not just saying, oh, CBD will make you look 20 years younger. It won't, but it's very, very helpful for inflammatory uh, issues like rosacea, eczema, acne, very, very beneficial. I'm, I'm hearing some really incredible stories from people with rosacea and issues that use it and, and swear by it. So I'm, I'm happy to to have that available. That's oh, that's super product. cool. I will definitely have to check that out and we'll make sure to tag everything in the show notes. So obviously you keep some sort of meticulous notes with formulas and what does it feel like? I would love to know because it, I'm blessed that I can see your face light up when you are talking about these things. What does it feel like when you're in that mode of creation? It's really, I, I go to a different place, honestly. Um, I'm sure it's like this when people write music and stuff like that. I, 
I just go to another place and my brain and my mind is very focused and I pull things in and I have a lot of reference material and books that I, that I look through. So, you know, I start with an idea and some, sometimes the idea comes from me. Sometimes the idea comes from one of my customers and says, Hey, could you create something like this? Cause it would really be helpful. And then I just sit, I just sit, I literally sit, you know, how people say sit with it. <laughs> Right. I, I literally will just sit and think for like hours and I will work it out in my head. Like I, if I add this, it'll do this. And maybe I'll add a little bit of this. And then once I have it worked out in my head, then I go to the table and I start working with the actual materials and just start making and doing trial and error and trying it myself and sending it out. Sometimes I'll send it out. I have like 300 people on my list that when I make a product or if I'm creating something, I'll ask for volunteers to try it and give me honest feedback. And that's very, very helpful. So sometimes I'll release something early on and they'll say, oh, it's too drying, or I had trouble getting it out of the container or whatever, you know, and those are all things that you have to think about packaging and how people are going to use it and if they're going to be storing it. So all of these things come into my head. I work them out in my head first. And like I said, I could sit for three hours literally and just work it out in my head and then go to the physical table and, and work it out. That's amazing. How do you bring in the spiritual piece of that? You know, I never like really thought about the process, but I just, you know, if I get stuck, I, I ask for, for help. I burn incense. I'll put on some, some helpful music sometimes. Usually not though. Usually I'm sitting in silence and I do burn incense a lot because I help, I think it helps to kind of clear the air and, and focus. And it just kind of works out in my head. I just keep going and going with it. It's like a weird thing. <laughs> I, I look very strange, I'm sure. And I don't do it when people are around, but I'm sort of in like a little bit of a trance, you know, like a little bit of a, like when you're thinking about something really, really hard and you're working it out in your head. <laughs> that's, that's what I look like. I love that. And it's so interesting because I think, I don't know how other people create, but for me, I'm a very tangible, visual, got to get my hands in it, less than a heady person, which often gets me into trouble because then I have to go back. I have to redo things. Like I want to move very quickly from like idea into creation. So I'm definitely taking inspiration from you in the fact that there's a whole process that is so exciting and fun and clearly very helpful that can happen in your head before you ever do any of the other stuff. And it probably makes you much more productive and efficient rather than my uh, whirlwind <laughs> way of doing things. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think everyone has their own way to create. Every, everyone's an individual. They all have their own way to do things. So I don't think one way is better than another necessarily. Yeah, but good to hear what other people are doing for sure. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the aromatherapy, how does that play into, I'm so fascinated. I'm doing a little bit of a deep dive on herbs and botanical stuff. I know I had reached out to you a few months ago about stuff like that, but I'd love to hear how you pull that in, in your daily life and your products. Sure. I have, you know, probably a hundred at least different essential oils that I have access to that 
I use for my own daily life. So, you know, anxiety, if I need a little energy, if I'm trying to let something go, you know, different, different emotions and different needs call for different essential oils. They all act differently on our senses. You know, some of them act better when you inhale, some act better when you apply to the skin. So I use them personally. And then when I'm creating a product, obviously I want to create an aroma that's not only pleasant, but that also has some type of, I don't want to say like medicinal quality, but like a healing benefit, some type of benefit that they're going to get when they're inhaling this. A lot of aromas really elicit very strong emotions. One of these I found is clove. Mm. And it, it, it elicits a very warming, like almost like a childhood memory where people go back to a time. I, I, I don't make it anymore, but I used to make a little roll on when I was doing the, the farmer's markets and it was clove, orange and chamomile. It was called warm embrace. And I, I made it for people to just feel like they're being hugged, you know, mm. like that they're getting hugged. And it really does feel that way. Certain aromas do feel so comforting. You know, your sense of smell, I'm sure you know this, maybe your listeners don't, but your sense of smell is very, very close in the brain to the hippocampus where you store all your memories. So smells really stick with you as far as memory goes. And oh, so definitely. Yeah, I is in everybody's history somehow. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I feel like I can smell my grandfather's cologne. And, you know, he's passed many years ago and it's not a popular smell, but if I smell that, it's like, where is he? I know immediately that smell, it is so burned into my brain. It's incredible. Yeah, it's nice. And then you get the emotion with it. So you, you get the memory and then you get the feeling, which is really nice, you know, sometimes. Mm. I think it's so incredible that you have been able to cultivate this group of followers that are so willing to try your products and be an amazing focus group and test group. How do you think that you were able to build relationships? Well, one of the things I like to think that I am is honest. <laughs> Honesty and integrity is probably the, the cornerstone of what I do. I'm very transparent. I like people to know where I'm getting my things from. I like people to know exactly what is in all my products. And I think that translates when my customers order something, you know, I think that translates to them in my products and then they want to be a part of it. So these are people that have followed my blog. So I used to write a blog back when I was going through my healing process the, called the Savvy Sister. It's still, it's still there, but I, I don't, I'm not active on it anymore. So a lot of them came from my blog. I also wrote a book called hundred perks of having cancer plus hundred health tips for surviving it. A lot of my followers came from that as well. And then a lot of them are just customers and people that I've done, you know, facials on and, and such. So those are all, those are all just people that like what I do and want to be a part of it. Wow. I did not know that you had written a book. So that's incredibly inspiring. That's definitely in my heart as one of the things that I would love to do. And I did know though, that you also continue to do esthetician work. So how does, how do you balance all of these things? You're making products, you're selling products, you're writing books, you're working on people. Well, I just, I, I know this sounds, sounds like I'm kind of lazy, but I, I kind of give up 
my time to my purpose. So it's funny. Sometimes I'll have a lot of extra time from doing facials and I'll have the time to work on my products. And during the time that I'm very busy with facials, it's funny. I, I don't get as many orders as I usually get. So I'm able to kind of do that. It's, it's, it's interesting. I just like to just open myself up to what I'm supposed to be delivered. You know, what is supposed to be going on in my life. I always like to remain open and aware because sometimes you don't realize what you're supposed to be doing or you, or you feel guilty or you feel badly about not doing something. And that's in, in my world, that's not the way you're supposed to feel ever. So I am very busy with the aesthetic work. So I do uh, help clients in my studio in Decatur. And then I also work at Kindred Studio in Grant Park many days. I do a lot of hours there. We're, we're very busy. And the people that come to me are people that need to see me. I am truly of the belief that I am here to help people. And the people that need to be helped by me will be sent to me. I, I hope that doesn't sound like grandiose or, you know, or conceited in any way, but I am truly open and the people that really need, to, I don't just work on people's faces, you know, in that space of being an esthetician, I am in their energy field. I am in their consciousness. And a lot of times when I'm working on someone, they go into this twilight sleep. Now this twilight sleep is very, very beneficial. And this is where a lot of the healing work happens. And so when you're in this twilight sleep, I can help by bringing in positive energy. I can help by opening myself up and being a vessel to this person who I'm laying my hands on to help them in any way they need. And many times I'll say or do something and the person will say to me, wow, like that's exactly what I needed, you know? And we need to trust each other. And this just doesn't go for me. We need to trust each other, I think, in, in our purpose and what we do in life, in what you're doing and in, in bringing people like me to, to other people. You know, you, we're all connectors. And I like to think that we, if we open ourselves up and we're truly present, that we are truly healing each other. Okay. So I feel like I'm in a tra trance right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just like, I just come out with stuff that I don't know. I, I hope that, I hope that was understood in the proper text. The proper I mean, I know how I understood it and how I took it in, which was to me, and I feel like I'm welling up with emotion right now, was a divine message. It was so beautiful. It was so inspiring. And it's just so lovely for me and for the listeners to just hear somebody be so in their purpose, so connected to themselves, to their authenticity, to their mission. My brain is just screaming like, how does she do it? How does she do it? <laughs> so when I have to ask, when you say, I just open, I let my schedule be open. I let myself be open and aware. How did you cultivate that? I think a lot of it has to do, or some of it actually has to do with my cancer diagnosis. As bad as everything gets and as crazy as you think your life gets, I always say to my life, at least I'm not sick. Like I'm not sick, I'm not going to chemo today. I don't have to think about that today. Like that's not something that has to be in the forefront. And so whatever happens, I know that I'm just open to 
dealing with whatever comes to me. And I certainly have the wherewithal to deal with it. I do a lot of self-work <laughs> and it's not always pleasant. And I trust that people are brought into my life to help me with this work. And I, I, I'm sure this is resonating with a lot of your listeners as well. We, you know, there, sometimes there's pain and you say to yourself, well, why, why do I have to do this? And then you go, oh yeah, this was, this was a pattern that I have to reconcile. You know, this is a pattern that occurs in my life that I'm being shown I still need to work on. And it's always there, you know, the pain and, and the, the work and the process is always, always there. And it comes up when we least expect it and when we don't want it and we say, damn it, I was doing so well. Right, didn't I take <laughs> like, care of this already? Why is this back yeah. again? <laughs> like, my purpose, darn it. You know, come on, man. Universe, give me a break. You know, and then they go, no, you want to learn. You want to, uh, you know, be to a higher level. You want to raise your vibration. You're going to have to do the work. And it's not always pleasant. But once you do it, you get to that next step. And then you're like, yes, right. I'm at the next step. But sometimes it takes, you know, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So I, I try to remain grounded. Grounding is very important. I try to do it before I go into work so that I am able to, you know, give of myself to someone else. You know, and then I just trust. I just trust that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You trust it. Well, it sounds to me like... Although the cancer experience I'm sure is just beyond, I have not been through that personally. I have been through it with my dad who did, who did pass when I was 21, but it sounds like with the cancer diagnosis and recovery, there was so much perspective that you gained. To me, it feels like you walked through the other side of that with compassion for yourself with faith with trust with with that everything is a lesson everything is an opportunity for you to grow and so much resiliency so i'm just wondering if you have any words of wisdom for somebody who has been through a, a traumatic experience or is in a part of their healing journey and is just not at the other side of it yet i would say honor where you are, feel everything that you're feeling. There's nothing that's wrong about what you're feeling. Just because someone else got through it and seems like they're fine, they may not be, you don't know. And you have to, you have to go through the mud. You, you have to get dirty. You have to, you know, you've got to crawl on your belly. You've got to get scraped and, and, you know, you've got to get beat up. You have to go through it. You can't, you can't rush it through. You know, somebody important to me just left out of my life and I have to, I have to go through the process of feeling everything that I'm feeling in order to get to the other side. You know, yeah. you can't jump it. You can't jump the fence. You have to allow yourself to go through it because that is how you grow. Was I afraid when I had cancer? You bet your ass I was. I was, I was definitely afraid, you know, fear definitely entered in. But I was, I was at the point and I really wanted to really pay attention to being open to everything. And that's where I saw the miracles. And that's where I saw the, the synchronicities. And that's where I saw the serendipity and all of the little signs that were telling me, you know, 
this is nothing like chill like we got you you know we 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 got you just just keep going take another step if you're not conscious and you're not looking for those signals then you're gonna miss it i had so many so many signs of going through so many serendipitous things that happened just just now i had my phone and i just kind of tapped my phone uh, a few minutes ago and it was 222 that's one of my signs for my angels that like just chill, man. Just go with it. Like <laughs> we got you, <laughs> you know? So things like that will happen. I'll see things. I'll hear things. People will say things to me that someone that I really care about or who's passed away have said like sayings. And those are signs. We need to take those signs that that is your sign that you're not alone and you're doing the right thing and, and just take, take the next step and keep going. But I, I absolutely would say please feel what you're feeling. And you, you, sometimes you need to feel it a long time in order to get to that other side. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I'm sorry for your loss. And I totally agree. It's, it, it's incredible because what you said about going through the healing is exactly how I've always described going through grief. It is exactly the same, that there is no way around it that you have to go through it and that it, at first it's one breath at a time and then it's one minute at a time and then it's one hour and day and and before you know it time has gone by and it doesn't lessen the pain it doesn't lessen the hurt i think it lessens the intensity and the amount of time for which we feel it has been my experience. You know, my dad has been past 22 years now. So it's been more than more than half my life, which is such an insane thing to think because I can picture him. And I, I feel like I have so much of my life wrapped up in surrounding him and him surrounding me. But it's the same thing that it's just you have to experience all these things and there is no right answer and there is no shortcuts. And it's just <laughs> for me, it was just such an experience to have an even deeper intimate relationship with myself, because right. even though you have friends and family and I went to support counseling, which was immensely helpful it's you and yourself that is the relationship that is what is going to get you through it. Right, exactly. And, and that, you know, that relationship goes through your whole life. You know, right. you have a different relationship when you're younger than, than when you're older. And that is the core that will get you through anything. You know, if you trust yourself and you honor yourself and, you know, you make mistakes, that's life. Nobody's you know, putting blame, but I try to stay open because so many things have happened in my life that I said, oh, that will never happen to me or I'll never be this happy again. I've said yeah. that, you know, I'll never be this happy again. And then, you know, of course you, of course you're going to be that happy again. You know, you, you don't think that it's going to happen, but it does. And it's, and it's better, you know, and, and this is what I say with this relationship that just ended. I, I'm telling myself, you know what, that was incredible, but you know what? I have more things to come, you know, like there are more incredible things to come and I can't wait, you know, and then you, you get excited about it. You get excited because this possibility happened. That was such a, a long shot. Why not another long shot? Let's go. Let's keep going. You know, let's keep right. going with the positive energy and, and, and the fun. And because, you know, we're, we're not here very long. And so we have to fill our time with 
with fun. Well, and I think that when you're able to tap into that place of you that knows that you've called these things in for a reason and that, you know, even in the hard times, there's, like you said earlier, there's the lessons for you to learn. There's the things for you to grow from. So it's so hard in the moment to, to call that in. But I have found that the more mindful, the more present and conscious I become, I am able to tap into that in a frustrating conversation in a difficult relationship in, you know, mishap or something that's happened out in the world. I have a quicker access to say like, okay, let me not react. Let me think what could be coming from this. Let me check in and see like, what the possible reason that I would call this in for. So I do feel like that over time has, has been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole learning process, isn't it? And you just keep learning and learning and lessons never stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point now where you're like, okay, I've reached a new plateau. Like, let me hang out here for a little while. And then it's like, and now more is coming, but it's true. I, I love love your perspective on being open and just let, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep learning. Let's have fun. Let's play with this. And even in the hard stuff, that's what we're here for, right? If we're here to experience it, we're here to physically feel it and, and move through it. So I think that's such a beautiful lesson. And I'm, I'm grateful for you sharing that with everybody. I'd love to to talk to you for a moment because a lot of the people that I've interviewed are their business is really based on a service, which part of what you do is a service. But I'd love to hear any insights that you have about what it is to be creating, marketing, selling a product versus a service. Well, that's where I lack <laughs> in, in marketing, like marketing is just not my thing. And that's where I, 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 you know, I've gotten help. So I think for me, I realized what my shortcomings were and, and I pay someone to, to help me with that. So probably not the best person to talk about marketing my products, but I think just being, you know, just being authentic and putting it out there. My products and my services are pretty equal. Again, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss, you know, with the product marketing, I'm embarrassed because, you know, like I would like to, I just got on Amazon. So oh, I'll be selling new products That's on amazing. Amazon. Yeah. But it's like, it's so confusing and it's going to take me probably another week and a half to figure out like how to do it and all of that. And I, I know that I'll figure it out, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I am. And so I, tr I, right now I'm paying someone to do some of my social media, but if anyone, if anyone out there has some <laughs> advice or wants to help me with promotion, I'd be very happy to talk to them. <laughs> well, it's so funny because marketing is my background. And so it's always such a beautiful reflection to me because I, it comes very easy to me. And then when I hear other people say that it's not in their wheelhouse, it's just a reminder to me of a gift, a skill that I have that I take for granted because I think, you know, in my limiting belief that I continue to work through, well, if I know it, then everybody must know how to do it, yeah. which I think is so lovely that you said, this isn't really my jam. I'm going to find somebody else that does this. And, and I think the lesson in that for all of us is we don't have to be good at all the things like 
just because you are someone who has a spiritual leaning in this or wants to work in this area, whatever it is that you're doing, just because we're entrepreneurs doesn't mean we all of a sudden came with a manual for having to know how to do every single thing that's involved with running a business. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I would love to get more, more notice, you know, and in more places and stuff. It's just not what I'm doing right now. And really right now too, I, I, I have more time to focus on the aesthetics part of what I do, which I feel is really growing. And, you know, I, that's, that's kind of where most of my time is being spent right now. Mm. And tell me, so tell me a little bit about that. How do you analyze somebody? How do you help them find what they need? What is that whole process like? Well, you know, I deal with the skin. So I'm looking at someone's face. I'm listening to them. They tell me what their issues are. And then I delve in a little bit about their lifestyle and what their diet is like and what's going on in their life. And things like that can sometimes give some clues as to what's going on on their face. And then I work with them and I work with their skin and I see how it behaves. And in the facial, you know, it's very, it's very hands-on. It's, it's, it's very intuitive. I'm looking, I'm do, I'm putting different things on and seeing what's happening. And then there is a lot of intuition that happens. You know, I, I, I just, I feel like what is right for this person. And like, it just comes to me, you know, like this, I feel like this w- might work for you. Why don't you try this? You know, and that comes from a lot of different things. It comes from knowing aesthetics, knowing skin. It comes from my nursing background. It comes from my product background, you know, and it also comes from intuition. And again, just that being open and trying to help someone, you know, w- with issues that they're having. How does your intuition come in? Is it a voice? Is it just a knowing? It's a feeling like it's okay. a feeling. It's like, I, you know, I'll play around in my head with certain things and saying, you know, what does this person need? Oh yeah. There was this other product that I, that I knew about, or, oh yeah, this person had the same thing and they used this and it worked well and stuff like that goes on in my head. And then when I come up with the plan it's like, yes, like it's, it's like a ding. <laughs> like, mm. That's it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Try this. And it, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work and somebody has to try it out, but a lot of times it does work. And I, and it's like, yes, just keep doing this. That, that's the hardest thing is to help people to know that just stay with this plan. Like just keep going. Skincare is very, very much consistency. So you really, you have to pick something and just, just stay with it. Let's see if we're going down the right path, you know, and then we tweak it. Well, because we're such an instant gratification society. It's like, we want it. We want it now. I want to fix this. I want (laughs) to. Maybe, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't want it, you know? Um, Right. Yeah. Maybe that's, that might be, have something to do with it. Yeah. So what are the mistakes that people are making that they can correct? What are the things that we all should be doing better for? I think we should not be listening to stuff on social media (laughs) (laughs) and not be like burning our skin with acids because one person did it and they look good, you know, like, and you know, everyone that has an opinion about skincare, I love it. You know, like, yes, listen to many different people, but know that your skin is very unique to you. And your lifestyle is very unique to you and how your skin behaves is very unique. So what works for that person on, on Instagram might not work as well for you, you know, and maybe you need to think about, think about that and get it, you know, gets, get a better opinion. 
Right. And also, is it even real? Because there's probably a filter that they're using. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. And let's face it, what, you know, the motivation. And then, you know, I would be remiss if I did not mention sunscreen. Right. Which is, you know, a, a lot of people don't wear it because they think I'm not outside or I'm driving around. And I'm here to tell you, you it's very, very important to wear sunscreen every day. Yeah. Well, your skin looks amazing. So oh, obviously <laughs> all the things that you're doing on yourself and all of your product testing has definitely worked out in your favor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. The one thing I know that I always need to work on and I always seem to remember at the end of the day, which is the worst time is drinking more water. I feel like that is such an underrated, but critical thing. And I notice the difference in my skin within a day, if I drink yeah. water. So there's hydration and there's moisture. So two different things. So hydration is water and yeah, all of your skin cells are filled with water. So if you're, you know, if you're low in that, you're going to see definitely more fine lines, you know, you're going to see more wrinkles for sure. And then moisture is the oil part of the skin. So yes, hydration is key. So for people that are listening and have thought about starting their own product business that have a recipe that they've been working on or a candle or something like that, what, what would you share with them to help, to help motivate them and, and, or people that are not yet tapped into their purpose to help them, to help guide them in knowing what this is, they're on the right path. Yeah. So to answer the second question first, I think your purpose and your inspiration, you, you will know it when you, like you said, like looking at my face light up when I'm talking about this, that is, that's the feeling that you get. You know, if, if something just interests you so much and you, you want to know more about it and you're, you're, you're very much, you feel very comfortable in getting more information and reading about it. That, that may be something that you need to investigate more. It's a feeling that you have. It's, it's, it's the lighting up. It's that, you know, that, that switch that kind of turns you on and that will tell you what direction that you need to go for sure. As far as somebody that is like wanting to make something, I would say just make it and then get as many people's opinions as possible. Send it to all your friends, your family, your relatives, send it out, get feedback and, you know, keep working on it and make people aware of it. Cause a lot of times you will come upon someone or you'll give something to someone and they'll say, Oh, I have someone that can help you with this. Or, you know, I have someone that I know did this already and this is how they do it. Let me connect you. You know what I mean? So make sure you don't keep it a secret, like really talk about it, get it out there, talk to as many people as possible. Oh, that's such good advice. I think sometimes we can be a little bit afraid to share. It's something that is important to us. And so we're holding it a little close because we don't want the negative feedback or we don't want too many people's input, but I love that. I'm almost envisioning like you can create a little intentional protection bubble around your dream, around your idea and still send it out to get the feedback, but know that whatever comes back, you don't have to take it so personally, or you don't have to get discouraged. Cause I imagine 
when you're creating something or when you've decided this thing is really a hit, maybe this thing is not as successful as I wanted it to be, you sort of have to have a little bit of a thick skin with that. Yeah, you definitely do. But you also have to be open again, being open to other people's opinions and people that are going to use it. I mean, I just created new packaging for product of mine and I thought it was going to work and I put it all together and it doesn't work. So like I'm back to the drawing board, but it's fine because it's this, the, it's the process, you know, you just have to just have to keep going. Yeah. Where does the name come from? Moon. Yeah. It stands for made out of nature. Oh, I don't think I realized that. Oh, that's yeah. So an acronym. Now my new logo is is a script format. It was a uh, that was created for me by by a graffiti artist. Actually created that logo for me. But it used to be capital M, capital O O N, like the the letters. But I, I went with this. And what are some of your favorite scents, personally? I am in love with Copaiba. <laughs> like, what is that? I've not heard oh, of that. Oh, Copaiba, it's, it's, it's the really cool essential oil. So this essential oil comes from a tree uh, that's grown in the rainforest and in Brazil, and it taps just like maple syrup. So you tap into this tree and it's very unusual because normally with essential oils, you have to um, heat up the, the substance and then it goes through like a still. And mm -hmm. then the essential oil comes out one end and the water comes out the other end and that's how you distill it. But this essential oil, is present in the tree and you tap into it to get it out. And it's this thick, beautiful substance that has a lot of spiritual quality to it, but it is just such a magical essential oil. You can actually run a diesel engine on it. You can, you can put it in a diesel engine and run a diesel engine on it. Yeah. Oh my God. Is it have a woodsy, like a real like earthy kind of smell or is it sweet? It does. No, okay. it's very, very earthy. And as you inhale it, it changes. So like the when you start to inhale it, you have this one note. And then as you continue to inhale it, it turns into something completely different. It's, I just, I, I am so drawn to this. I have huge bottles in my home. Like I'm just, I just love it. I, I can't get enough of it. So oh my like gosh. I'm having a bad day. I'm in the closet with Copaiba on my hands, smelling it. Okay. I, I got to get my hand. I got to get my hands on some because I've never heard of that. And that <laughs> is so cool. And you're bringing up such a beautiful point about just playing with different scents and different herbs and seeing what feels good to you because it's such a unique thing, right? Like certain, certain fragrances, I think are kind of polaroids, polarizing. You either love it or you don't. I guess there's some that are probably more universally palatable is that right yeah yeah i mean some some i just don't like at all you know some you just have an aversion and that's that is your body telling yourself that your chemistry does not align with this essential oil so if it's a, if you have an aversion to any essential oils you really shouldn't be using them because that, that your your system is is giving you that message that you you really should not be, be using this mm. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. The same way I feel like when somebody just doesn't like a food or vice versa, when you're like really craving things, I try to eat really intentionally and mindfully. I'm mostly plant-based, but sometimes if I'm just craving something, it's like, well, that's my body's way of saying that it really needs it because I don't eat that all the time. So clearly there's some sort of vitamin or mineral or something that, um, yeah. that I'm looking for. 
This has been such an incredible conversation. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story and so much of your wisdom about being in business and tapping into intuition and all of the incredible wisdom that you shared. You know, I I always make a list at the end of the episode that I put in the show notes with like some key highlights. And I feel like I'm already thinking like, okay, I'm going to need a lot of space. (laughs) That's great. I I love it. And I love that we connected. And I I just, I truly believe that the connection and maybe somebody listening, if it's just one person gets some inspiration and and gets some help. So I, I really appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. Tell everybody how they can find you, how they can, if they're lucky enough to be local and book your services, but certainly worldwide can, can get your products. Sure. It's moonorganics with an S.com. So M-O-O-N organics.com. I also do virtual facials. So if you're not in the Atlanta area, we, we have a video conference and then I make a little box for you of all your things. And then we do your facial together. What? Um, on- That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, oh I'm on God. Airbnb experiences as well. We do cookies and facials. If you have um, a night that you're not busy, we make cookies. We put the batter on our face as a mask, and then we bake the cookies and eat them. <laughs> and that's I mean, on Airbnb experiences. My mind is blown right now for all of the innovative ways that you have found <laughs> to work with people. Yeah. And then on my website, you'll see all of it. You'll find everything on there. You'll see the Airbnb. You'll see how to reach me at Kindred and Grand Park in Atlanta. You'll see how to do the virtual facials. Uh, everything's there. All my products are there. I also send, sell for other uh, companies as well. Anima Mundi is one that I love. They do herbals and tinctures. So my website's got a lot to offer. Very cool. Well, I can't wait for everybody to check it out. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to the Open to Alchemy podcast. You can find more about me on all the social places, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, at open.to.alchemy. That's open, the word T-O, alchemy, or at my website, opentoalchemy.com. See you next time.